1: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everyone? It's time for the Sharks to take on Jersey and to go over a number of topics. We are now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by Drew Remenda. The Sharks coming off a 3-0 loss to Boston and now about to take on New Jersey. Drew, the offensive woes... I guess that's my question because we're now looking at four shutouts on the road and six goals on the road combined in ten games, and they have not scored more than one goal on the roads. I mean, I know there's a disadvantage on the road, but still, it's the same game, same dimensions, same sized
0: goal. Unless I'm missing something, right? No, they're missing something. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if they don't have, they don't have that offensive guy as as good as. Tomash Hurdle is, has been this year. Mm-hmm. Granlin played well, but he hasn't been able to, to produce the goals. Fabian Zettelin gets chances. And so David puts together last night, Hurdle, Granlund, Zettelin for a while. But he can't keep doing that because every other line just gets completely diminished. Mm-hmm. William Eklund tries to create stuff, but can't finish. Um, but that, I think, will happen and as, as he gets older. Mike Kaufman was on was on a little bit of a heater last night. He looked slow and and cautious. Can't play the game cautious. Anthony Duclair can't find the net. Mm-hmm. Um guess I could probably keep going. It, it does hurt when you're missing Barabanoff and you're missing Logan. Yeah. Because you were you were a thin offensively gifted team anyway, and you lose two of your top offensive guys, you're gonna struggle. But as as far as the reasons why that they're not scoring. I hate to put it this way, but they just don't have that enough offensively gifted guys in order to do that. Mm-hmm. They, 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 the other aspect is one of the things that the, the way that they play attacking that David King talks about them all the time. Talks about it all the time. Aggressively skating with the puck. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when they're playing and last night, I thought was a great example of it in in the negative sense for the Sharks is that they were tentative when they had the puck. They were unsure what to do when they were skating with the puck. Uh, As opposed to say the two games they won at home where they were coming up with numbers. They were attacking with speed. The fourth guy was getting up. In fact, everything they did with and without the puck, they were quick last night. They were cautious And, you know, as well as I do, you can't play this game cautious, especially against a a good, aggressive team. That five on three,
1: Drew. I am not a guy who yells, shoot. I know we've all been going to hockey games for a long time. (laughs) I I was sitting there at the NBC studios going, shoot. Yeah. You know, Brody and Chelsea had to hear me say it, but it got me saying it, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. And, like, that's such a critical moment of the game. It's it's 2 nothing. And I, listen, like the Bruins are a really good team. I think if you're in a two nothing game entering the third with a five on three, I'm like, I don't hate this right now for the Sharks. Like they have a chance to turn this game. That whoever scores the next goal, it's going to change a lot about this game. Instead, it was just the most nibbling, tentative, hesitant, just whatever word along that Deliberate, nature you want to
0: use, telegraphing.
1: <laughs> oh, my, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, guys, make them respond. Like even if it's not a great shot. Just get something on net. Make the goalie make a stop. See what happens off a of carom.
0: Like, I'm a big believer of make them answer A lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I I was talking to David Quinn about this today, and I've always thought this. And I, I hope somebody does analytics on this. I'm not going to do it because I was really bad at math. But I would like to go back, say, to the last – I'll just go five years. But I could go – I bet you I go back 10, 20 years. That power plays that are interrupted from a, between a period break are when you come back in the period, the next period, your power play average, I'll bet you throughout the league is way below league average. Yeah. For, for some reason, it it takes away the urgency, the rhythm, the focus, the the quickness, whatever whatever word you want to use. It's For some reason, that break hurts the power play team. Always seems to, anyway. Now, that does not excuse the guys for talking about what you, what you were just mentioning. I thought, like, Mike Hoffman gave away the puck three times. And to a, I would have intercepted those passes. <laughs> I Everybody, are you ready? I'm going to yeah. pass it to you now. They all, oh, I mean, so slow, so cautious. And when your power play isn't working, one of the things that they had scored in four of their last five games on the power play, the power yeah. play was starting to click because they just focused on being quick, 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 quick. Think and Todd McCullough has the same, think quick, not fast in the game of hockey. And so before the Seattle game, that practice before, they worked on just move the puck quick, shoot the puck quick, recover the puck, do it again. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do any of those things against Boston. And what Boston did, what you saw, because they knew that the Sharks weren't shooting and they weren't being quick, they pressured. They pressured. So then, then that that cautiousness, that slow that you're playing with, is exacerbated even more because the other team's moving. They're pressuring real quick, and now you're just you're just getting fucking. You, I don't know what to do with it. Dusted it off. All the bad habits that came into it came back yesterday. That yeah. five-on-three was a critical time, and I do maintain that those breaks between from a period to a period it does disrupt a power play. Coming after coming off a second period where they were outshot, dominated, a little physical at the end, mm-hmm. they just didn't get their heads back in the space that it needs. To, that they need to. Yeah, good teams have to realize that critical moments will occur in the game, and that was one for the Sharks to get back in. And they, they fail to, to rise to the occasion.
1: The other thing that got me about that five on three was that because they didn't apply anything that would make like five on threes, you see it, like the, the little triangle gets smaller and smaller. Then yeah. finally someone has to cr- react. It opens up space for another guy and they'll go back yeah. door or something like that. Like I've seen that a million times, yeah. but Boston never collapsed. They just said they can't do anything. that's why when they did try to get, I believe it was hurdle was blocked the guy was right on him because he felt no yeah. need to collapse exactly like that that was just the thing it was like what am i watching right now and again well, it's, yep. it's easier from my point of view i understand but in boston yeah a good team clearly but it was i was just the frustration i was feeling in that moment drew i'm sure it mirrored yours
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely but it is it is easy for us as i mean it's jeff norton used to say when i was coaching back in uh 93 94 Norty, I loved Norty to death. I, well, I love that team, but I'd walk in between the periods. I'd always walk through the room, and Jeff Norton would say the same thing all the time. Every single game, Norty would say this at least once to me a game. As I was walking through, we'd go, Drew, Drew. I go, yeah, I go, pretty friggin' easy from up there, isn't it? And that's all <laughs> every second. Like and I go, yeah. And then it, every game. But it, the, the reason that you collapse, if you keep the penalty killers out a long time, um, like the Sharks, if you see the Sharks get into a situation where they're out on the ice and the penalty kill for a long time, can't get the puck out, the other team's pressuring, the other team's getting shots, you're blocking shots or anything else, you will see the Sharks change their penalty kill. They'll box up or diamond up. Okay, They'll collapse, and they'll just take care of the middle. Right? You'll hear the guys yelling from the bench, box up, box up, box up. Or in, in the case of three, it's triangle. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you didn't. They didn't have to Boston because they weren't being pressured. It was actually they were the ones doing the pressuring. Very rare in a five-on-three. So yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch. But it was because the Sharks stopped doing everything quick. They yeah. They just. They were just so tentative. But I thought actually that was from the second period on. That was how the game went. And one of the things David Quinn talked about this morning for the game tonight was. Second period details, skating with the puck aggressively, shift length, changing at the right time, um, um, making sure you manage the puck properly, Um, all those things, it's it's really important in the second period. How many times this year, Ted, have we seen the the Sharks have a great first period Mm -hmm. and then they drop off in the second because they for they forget the details. They forget performing to, to the details. Little things matter in hockey. Yeah. Does the
1: offensive issues on the road, is that in their head now?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We all come to the rink wanting to score. When yeah. you are a kid, you went to the rink, and, and you come back after a game, and your mom or dad would say to you, the number one question, did you win? Yeah. Second question, always, 100%. Second question scoring goals. I did it to my kids. That's That's just what you do. We all go to the rink wanting to score goals. Nobody goes to the rink and says, I'm going to shut down that guy. I'm going to get five hits. I'm going to get three blocks and I'm going to, I'm going to have, you know, five clears out of my zone. That's, that's not how if we got a seven
1: year old talking like that. He's in, he's going to be in the NHL by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be a selfie award winner every frigging year. So, You'd go try to score. That's that's the job. That's that's what you're supposed to do. It doesn't matter how many goals you have in your career. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to go to the rink and try to score. Yeah. So yeah, it's in their head. So how do you how do you score more goals? Well, David Quinn's been saying you skate aggressively in numbers. Mm-hmm. You attack the net. You shoot the puck and you follow. You finish your routes. If you pass the puck off, you middle drive and you push the puck towards the net and shoot for the pads, pass it off the goalie, pucks and people to the net, sling it. I mean, you just sling the puck as much as you can and recover and do it all over again. There's it's, it's no big secret. The thing about Jersey is, and I just watched their game. Um, it was being replayed. So I just watched their game against Philadelphia from last night. Yeah. Jersey can outscore their problems. They're, they're They've got, a very good team. I don't think Timo's playing tonight, but no. they're a team that can outscore their problems. So you've got to be making sure you're doing all the things to prevent that, obviously, with all the things we talked about, especially the physical presence for 60 minutes and that second period puck management be a big issue. But you're going to have to put some pucks in the net. You're not, you, you can't win with one goal in this, this day and age. You, no. you have to get, three's the magic number. If you can get the three, you've got a good chance of winning the hockey game. And they've got to get to three by having more volume, more volume of pucks, and more volume of people at the net.
1: Watching the guys walk by the other night before they went out on the road. I'm sitting there. We're doing the post-game stuff with Quinn. See Logan walk by. You see Barabanov walk by. You see Zadina walk by. You see Jan Ruda walk by. Um, You know, those are four guys that you pretty much penciled in not there right now. Barbatov's been out for a while. Logan hasn't been there because of his injury that goes back to training camp. How much of that like I know we're talking about this offensive woes, but then like I said you see those guys walk by, specifically, you know, not Ruda, but you know, Zadina, Barbatov and, and Zadina, Logan, and you're yep. like, right.
0: Right. This this is a factor. 100%. A big factor. And you know, this was a team that was thin offensively coming into the season. Mm-hmm. You knew that. And Alex is on the trip, Phillips on the trip, but the Sharks tonight are banged up. They there's that we won't know the lineup until yeah probably in, in warm-up. And even last night we didn't know the we'll lineup until game time when Tomash decided he was going to play. So yeah, it's it's big when it comes to those three individuals especially mm-hmm. when. And also, you know, what what happens too is, you know, Alex, Alex does such a great job possessing the puck on zone entries and and being able to find guys and, and working the puck down low because he's so elusive. Logan is Logan. Yeah. You can't replace Logan. You, you, can, you just can't. He's the captain. He's the spirit of the team. He's a terrific hockey player, both with and without the puck. He's the driver of this yeah. team. And he's not there. That's a huge loss. And... You you have Sedina who opens up space because of his quickness and will get chance after chance after chance. You mm-hmm. just wanted to see him bury more. And Jan is a, is, is a loss because he's that right-handed shooting defenseman. Yeah. Gets back to pucks, moves them pretty effectively out of the zone. So then you've got some guys banged up tonight. We'll see what it's going to look like tonight. But yeah. like David Quinn says, nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody cares. <laughs> so go out and, and if you get the opportunity to play up a line, then make the most of it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And, you know, I think Quinn's been very good about handling everything up to this point of the year. And, oh, yeah. you know, he had the only time he showed a lot of, um, uh, fire for lack of a better term was after Seattle, which yeah. makes the, what we've seen from the sharks since the start of November, there are the two bad games, the games we do not speak of, as I call them, since then <laughs> it's been a lot better, but it also makes Seattle's performance that much more confusing But also, and I, listen, you know who writes my checks or signs my checks, Drew, but I do take solace in the fact that it's with Carpenter and it's with Bailey and it's these guys that are coming up and having opportunities while we have seen the Sharks take a step in the right direction. Because, listen, last night you'd like to score goals, but compared to their previous road game against Seattle, again, this looks like a team that's still on the upward trends. And I'm not trying to be apologetic because – you know,
0: you didn't, you got shut out. That's nobody yeah, wants the goose yeah. egg,
1: but Austin's a damn good team.
0: Yeah. They're an excellent team. They're, they're a very good team. Remember, but now they lost Bergeron and the last couple of other guys, but this is a team that has passion. and Marchand and DeBrusque and Coyle, And they've got the, one of the best defense cores in the national hockey league, plus the best goaltenders in, in the national hockey league. The duo of Swayman and Olmark are fantastic. I like their coach but, too. Yeah, I, I do too. Jimmy's a great guy. Just a great guy. Former Shark. Great. Um, I, I just have the world of respect for Jimmy. It's a it's a fantastic team. Um what I think the sharks have been able to figure out, and this is since Mike came down after those two games, which we we do not speak. Mike came downstairs and had a talk. And it was like the equivalent of like my mom used to say, just wait till your dad gets home. And dad got home and had a thing or two to talk to us about. Um, And Mike said, everybody's got to be better. He's got to be better. Coaches have got to be better. Players have got to be much better. Fans deserve better. And I thought the guys took it to heart. For the most part, they're starting to understand how they have to play to not only be in games, but win games. The Vancouver game was a blueprint, in my opinion, to the – the last one, how to play. And I know Vancouver played, they were tired, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's tired. A lot, a lot of games being played. NHL. Year. Yeah. But they got an idea of how hard they have to play man to, man to man, to man, to man, right down the line from guy one to guy 20, how hard they have to play the sacrifices. They got to put in the block shots. They have to do the clears, the taking a hit to make a play, the, the, you know, driving to the net through traffic and hacks and slashes, all those things that we have to take in order to win a hockey game in the national hockey league. I thought they got that I thought they got that through to themselves last night. I can't fault their, their try. I can fault their execution through the roof. And we, we just, we, we just have, mm-hmm. but their try is there. The Seattle game was so disappointing because it was from, from the get go, they were off. And especially in, after a good game against Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, didn't beat so, them but they played hard. Yeah, so they were they, they just weren't that's fiz, that's just mentally not being prepared or willing to do what it takes. Their 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 will has to be there. I, I always go back to I can't remember the guy in the NFL and talks to to the NFL teams but is that one little blurb on YouTube find your why you know, you've got to find your why. Why are you here? What do you do that makes you a player in the NFL? Well, for the Sharks, what do you do that makes you a player in the NHL? Find your why and play to that all the time. And I think the Sharks are starting to get there, but it's, uh, it's got to be more consistent. It's got to transfer from your try to your execution. Drew,
1: I will let you go. I know you've got a busy day ahead, but thank you so much for your time as always, and I will talk to you soon, all right? You bet. Again, that was Drew Romenda joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. Like you heard Drew uh, allude to, we still don't know what the lineup is going to be at the time of this recording. We will see what it eventually turns into. Giovanni Smith dealing with a uh, mid-body injury was what we heard from David Quinn earlier this morning. And right now, the Sharks just have to figure out how they are going to get some offense going one is not enough two is not enough they're going to need to get three let's see if capo can put forth a good performance tonight on the road sharks trying to find that first road win of the year they didn't play badly last night but they just didn't do enough to go out there and get a win Perhaps they will be able to find how to do that tonight. Be sure to join us at 3.30 on pregame coverage live right here on the Sharks Audio Network. And then Dan Rusinowski will have the call at 4 as the Sharks take on the Devils. I'll be on NBC again with Brody. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.